if you're not paying or you're late, don't be like, well, they're not gonna foreclose me for 12 months, I'll figure it out, I'll get a job. I would take advantage of these high home values right now, sell right now, and, and then go and take that cash. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 134 of The Real Word. Word is up. Ooh, that the was a good one. Did you hear that one? Yeah, a little pop. a good pop. The word is up, but the news is down a little bit. A little um, downer to start the show. Well, I feel like every day is a little bit of a downer if you decide to let it go that way. Racket number one. We got to keep it real, though. This is the real word. Keeping it real. We're not like that other show. <gasps> have you seen that other show? Oh, my God. Have fun, though. So the real world, real word, and then our marketeer mm. is all... It's bothering me. And, and the marketeer is all what? Well, it's all kind of like that 90s show. A 90s theme show. That's true, Whatever except for this first one with the little... Anyway... We're the real word. We're not like that other show. Have you seen it? The BNN? The BNN? Yeah. What's the BNN? The Broke News Network. I have not seen the BNN. The Broke Agent started a new show called The Broke News Network. Stop it. He You didn't stole? see that? No. Oh, it's pathetic. You it gotta sounds check it, out. it. It's terrible. I mean, BNN, it sounds like he's making fun of CNN. Yeah. Broke News it, Network. Hmm. They talk about nothing. We talk about the real stuff here. We're going to get into something real. Oh. And it's really disturbing. Well, you just gave him a nice little plug there. Yeah, I did. Racket number You're one, welcome. FHA mortgage delinquencies reach a record. A record? It's been a record-setting summer for well, real estate. Well, it's, it's been a record-setting 2020. This is a bad record. That's really? led by New Jersey, according to Bloomberg. Realtor Mag, though, states that moratoriums keep foreclosures nearly non-existent. So two things happening here, I Nicole. mean, we're just sort of at a standstill we've right? got a whole bunch of these delinquencies yes. but we have no foreclosures how is that possible so the fha which is the record that they're stating here on bloomberg obviously it's an affordable path to home ownership for many first-time home buyers they're stating minorities and low-income americans mm -hmm. uh it's now fha has the highest delinquency rate in at least four decades. The share of FHA loans rose to almost 16% uh, in the of late, so late payments the on quarter, these yep. FHA mm -hmm. loans in the second quarter, which is up from about 9.7% the previous three months and the highest level in records dating back to 79, the Mortgage Bankers Association stated this week. Uh, the delinquency rate for conventional loans, by comparison, was only 6.7%. So 16% of the FHA loans out there are late on their payments. Now, a couple things going on. Mm -hmm. Realtor Mag says uh, these moratoriums, which is like mortgage forbearance and these kind of things. Well, it's not actually a mortgage forbearance. It's more of a foreclosure forbearance. Okay. They can't go into foreclosure. They can't go into foreclosure at the state and local level. Right. Federal level. I think they're giving a 12-month freeze on... on um, Foreclosures. Thank you. And so you've got that. You also have mortgage forbearance. Right. So it, my question is, and it doesn't state it here on Bloomberg, but my question is, if you took your forbearance as an FHA loan, mm -hmm. does that also make you late? Yeah, so scroll up to the top. 
real quick. No, go down a little bit, right in the middle. State has also the biggest increase in overall late payment rate and forbearance protecting many borrowers from foreclosures for now. So it def- the forbearance is definitely, they're definitely playing, they're, they're counting, in, they're the, they're forbearance counting the forbearances in, in. Yes, absolutely. Uh, most of them are protected by the federal forbearance program, which uh, borrowers with pandemic-related hardships can delay payments for as much as one year yep. without penalty. Yep. As of August 9th, there was 3.6 million homeowners who were in forbearance, representing 7.2% mm-hmm. of all loans. Yep. So there's people right now in FHA that are late, but they're not in forbearance because we only have 7.2%. Right. Por- I don't understand that. The share has decreased for nine weeks straight, so that that number is going down. Well, I think the four. There's so much happening. I think if, forbearance is like a shorter amount of time, but the mortuarium is giving you a year. I mean, there's a there's. If you're there's in, so many. no, you can get the forbearance in some cases up to a year. Oh, is that what it's saying? And, and hmm. I think it, 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 that could be dependent on your. Well, bank. I'm assuming you because they were ta- they were saying that it has to be COVID based. So I, I'm assuming that they're probably having to prove that they need a forbearance. Because I remember um, applying for forbearance back in two thousand and probably eight, yeah. right when like the whole okay, um, they let it while, during the forbearance period, which was like a three month period. We had to prove that we that we uh, like needed a, it right, and then at the end of the three, but during that forbearance period, they actually let us pay a reduced amount. But at the end of the three months, they concluded that we did not like get approved for the forbearance. So on that fourth month, we actually had to pay our mortgage payment plus what the they had Oof. decreased by yeah That's so brutal. i don't think it's quite easy to get a forbearance but maybe in i this think situation, it's a lot easier I've, i haven't done enough homework on it there's a youtube channel meet kevin uh who really breaks down the forbearance quite well he says i mean certainly if you're one he says it is easy to get to state the claim that you're covid yeah impacted right, right now so a lot different than 08 of course so shout out to that channel anybody that watches that but my point here is if you are late on your FHA loan or you have clients who are late on their FHA loan, you should be looking into forbearance if you haven't already. Like you should have done that months ago. I don't know why you would be late and not in forbearance. Side note there. Yeah. But here's the deal. Even as these mortgage delinquencies, these late payments that we're talking about are climbing, the foreclosures are basically non-existent. Foreclosures, in fact, are way down. Right. Foreclosure filings are way down because they literally well, can't like a foreclose. Freeze. Right. Uh, if you look, and there's a great map here from Adam A T T O M Data Solutions. It's a Realty Track and A T T O M Data Solutions report, which will show you in July 2020 the U.S. foreclosure starts by county. And we can populate that right here. And it's certainly in the Realtor Mag link if you look it up below. So what's, what is that red? Is that LA? That is LA. LA had the highest, okay? So LA County had uh, the most in July, okay? Hmm. Uh, foreclosure starts. Starts. See, now, in July, there was 8,892 properties received a foreclosure filing. That's down though from about fifteen thousand. One out of every uh, down eighty three percent from a year ago. There's the number. It's down eighty three percent from a year ago. Yeah. So the so if these lates are at a record high for FHA, right. if other people are late, if other people are in forbearance, and we don't know what's going to happen with the job market between now and say next year, right? These foreclosures are piling up. We're 
faced with a situation where next year, sometime mid, maybe third quarter, maybe fourth quarter of 2021, where we could see an explosion of foreclosures. Right. I think, though, what you need to be very clear on, though, is even though if there are a significant amount of foreclosures, it doesn't mean that they're hitting the market, though, either. So I think we have to be clear there because I think so many buyers are like, do I wait till next year till all these foreclosures happen? But even if people are foreclosing, it doesn't mean that they're then going to be available to buy. But if you also look at those numbers, I have so many questions reading this now. Um, Because it it sounds like that there were so many that started in July, right? So it's almost like maybe those people were already late prior to COVID, Mm. right? Because you would think that they're, again, if they're talking about this 12-month freeze and this 12-month forbearance period, you know what I mean? If there's a a, a tick in July, I I don't, it's it's all... I don't know. No, I think it's, this is all COVID really, I think. It looks like. I mean, I, I, I didn't have any information that we were creeping up on late payments before March. Maybe we were. Because people lost jobs instantly. Right. Uh, so Matthew Gardner, chief economist of Windermere Real Estate, told Realtor.com, there will be some fallout, of course, but I don't think it will be enough to cause housing prices to drop. Here's the thing. We've here locally, we've increased 16% since this time last year in, in housing prices. How does that make you feel? Uh, someone that owns real estate in the area makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, if you're buying right now, you, it might not make you feel great. Here's the other thing for homeowners, because this has happened a lot in the country, their home values have gone up. We could see, now this economist is saying that he doesn't think houses, house prices are gonna drop even if we have a bunch of foreclosures next year in 2021. From this point until next year, 2021, with a lack of inventory, mm-hmm. with a competitive market, we're seeing multiple offers, we could continue to see home prices rise. So even if they do, like let's just say they do drop we know if the interest rate goes up a point, real estate's going to drop 10%. Of course. Right? One point interest rate, real estate values drop 10%. Maybe the interest rates go up. Maybe we have a bunch of foreclosures and we drop 10, 15, maybe, please don't do it, 20%. But we'll just bas- basically be, be erasing where we were. the last 18 months right. of gains. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it sounds like a it sounds like a bubble. I mean, we talk about bubbles. Usually bubbles last years. But this is like a quick little blip. Is what mm, you're thinking? May, I don't know. Well, yeah. I'm not thinking. I don't know about that. I don't know about any of it. I mean, it Bubbles is very a scary interesting. Word. Bubble it's like is, shanks and well, golf. that's why. I mean, obviously, when you start hearing about 16 percent increases over a year, that's why I asked you how you feel because that actually scares me a little mm. bit. I mean, we like healthy markets. We like four percent. We like five percent over a year. Personally, again, when you hear 16 percent, it it's, is a little. It is a little scary. I can't. I can't deny it. But I agree with you. I think that. Again, and I feel like we've been talking about this the last few weeks, you know, even though the prices are increasing by the 16%, like you're saying, the interest rates have come down. So you're pretty much, you know, your monthly expense yep. is pretty much the same. But I agree. I mean, I think if it does if it does come down, we're just kind of back at where we were yep. before, which was still a very healthy market. I mean, at least where we were, you know, 2020 was, you know, slated to be healthy anyway. The, so The good news is we're going to be pacified here. I guess it's good news. I mean, I... I think a lot of people would rather rip the Band-Aid off on, on this economy, but they're printing so much money, they are um, not allowing foreclosures to happen. So for the next 12 months, you're pretty good. You've got time to make necessary moves, real well, estate hope, investors. You would hope that, though, the, the homeowners are doing what they need to do, too. I mean, if you're not paying your mortgage, like, oh, well, again, there's just so many different Yeah, if you're not paying your mortgage fig- right now. you got to really get your shit figured out. Well, it's going to come if, quick. If you're not paying or you're late, don't be like, well... They're not going to foreclose me for 12 months. I'll figure it out. I'll get a job. 
I would take advantage of these high home values right now, sell right now, and, and then go and take that cash because if this thing does, if the bottom falls out and there's foreclosures next year, and you know if we can't get the economy back on track between now and next year, you could see a lot of foreclosures. It will have an impact on the market. And if you lose this 15, 10, 20% in home value gains that you've gotten the last year, right. it, you may be in a situation where you can't now sell and then you're going to foreclosure and then you're seven years of, of bad well credit and then and you that. just lose all your money yeah. yeah all right racket number two we're gonna go through these eight seller beliefs that no longer hold true today this is an oh, inman opinion piece from kara amir all right nicole you're gonna say racket or not racket number wait, one wait what is the headline again these are things that no longer hold true today correct okay all right yes if i price it high they will still come okay that does hold true today. You just probably aren't going to get the offers and the multiple offer situations that you want. So that's you're a racket. You're definitely not getting. You can price it high and you're still going to get buyers. So I disagree. This is a racket. Okay, so I'm still trying. You? I'm still trying to process. What do you think is a All racket? Right, so, so, say, so you think that they can so still list high? So say the home value is worth four hundred thousand. Yes. Yep. And they want to list at four thirty. Are you still going to get showings? Yes or no? Oh, of course. Yeah, and she's saying. Uh, that that's not true. Yeah, and you will get showings. So I'm I'm disagreeing there. So. Yeah, and I'm agreeing with you there because you will again. You won't. You just won't sell quickly or have multiple offers. Correct. Right. And you might actually get less in the end than you would have you had you always get less you in the end if you at three ninety nine and drove the price yes. up to say four twenty. Right. All right. So we disagree there in one racket. Number two, we did we did, we agree, but we disagree we agree, with her. Yes. Racket number two: open houses bring ready, willing, and able buyers. I think that that so she's highly... saying that is no longer the case. Oh, I don't think that that was ever the case. You think that was ever <laughs> the case? I don't think that was ever the case. I think right now, if you're actually putting your house on the market and the open house is part of your marketing strategy in that first week, then yes, you are bringing ready and able in buyers. In the first week, if, yes. you, if you're like, yeah, not allowing showings until then. The serious buyers in this market know how competitive it is. They're not wasting their time with an open house. They're setting up direct showings instantly. Well, yeah, but I mean, but sellers are also savvy enough where they want to get as many offers as they can because they can. So an open house would actually, in my mind, be probably the most, so that you're not having to be at your house all day. Like everyone needs to come yeah. between these two hours. I'm only showing it on Sunday. Bring them on in. Drop off your offer on your way out. That, um, or a down market, obviously open houses are effective for, or new development. I think when you're in a single family, median price point and everything's selling, hmm. don't even She's waste saying your time. let it go, huh? I'm, let I'm it go. Feeling, I'm feeling like bring it back. Bring it back, jeez. All right, number three, why do I need, but I do agree with her that we're not seeing, uh, we're not seeing an increase in, in like ready, able, willing buyers. Willing right. and ready, yeah. Uh, number three, why do I need some, to substantially improve my home before putting it on the market. It is what it is. So she's saying that no longer is the case. You need to have your home substantially improved before you put it on the market. Hmm. Significantly. Signi substantially. Substantially. I'd love to know what she means by substantially. I do think you need to improve your home. Um, I, I think if, I mean the substantially word is is making it a little bit difficult like you can't yeah. just like i mean in this market if it's moving ready you can sell it well right but again what makes it moving ready i mean you, like a lot of homes needs to be like repainted on the inside or like trim or you well, know see, I think like moving ready you don't paint and trim is no i but but i'm saying it, it is moving ready because they've done those things yeah. to make it move in ready is my point so if I'm, someone was to walk in my house right now they are not buying it i mean there are th things that you need to do regardless 
I would agree. If you want to maximize your value, you got to do some things. So I guess I'll half agree with her there. Number four, show me the money. Uh, meaning sellers are starting to like say they've done all these improvements, but you really got to show and list out everything you've done and realize that if you put in a pool for $100,000, you're not getting $100,000 out of the pool. Right. Do you agree? Uh, you're not getting $100,000 for your pool. No. no. So I agree with her. The yes. show me the money is gone. Uh, you got to really show what you've done. And uh, and like if you put it on a new roof, you, you're not getting that money back. You need a roof. It's like a furnace. Yeah. It makes it more marketable, but doesn't make it more valuable. More repairs, question mark. Many sellers still balk at the idea that a buyer might come at them with a repair request after inspections. They'll argue that their home isn't new. My home's not new. Mm -hmm. They want a new space. They should go buy So they're saying new. that's out. I do think that that's out. I do think that buyers are so... I don't want to use the word desperate, but so de I'm going to use it. Desperate to get into a home and get a home and because they know that they're in these bidding so you're war situations. With her. Well, she's saying that that's out. See, this is where we're this is where we're this is where we're where we're maybe I'm maybe I'm not following. She's saying more repairs is out, right? These are all the things that These are things sellers need to get out uh eight seller beliefs that no longer exist. Yeah. I think that buyers are not asking for repairs, right? I would agree with you. Yeah. Ugh, this is, you picked this one. This is a hard one. This one is a hard one. It's making our brains work. Uh, I, so I, listen. <laughs> I think in I this, know, in this like, market, as we see here in August, 2020, there are a lot of repairs that are going, oh, I'll take care of it later because it's just so competitive. So yeah, absolutely. I don't think you actually have to do all the repairs. You have to do certain ones. Yeah. Number six, can I give a flooring allowance at closing? She's saying that this is out, that you you need to just do the flooring. Oh. You can't give a flooring allowance at closing as part of the official closing process. Any concession granted from a seller to a buyer is best accomplished by the seller either reducing the purchase price accordingly or paying a certain amount huh. towards I a disagree. buyer closing costs. I totally disagree. Okay. Another one. Man, poor uh, Cara here. How do you feel about it? I, I think allowances are stupid well I, okay. unless you're a new construction no, no 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 so i agree with you i think though maybe not an allowance but like a credit maybe yeah. you do like a, a flooring credit i guess allowance is maybe the wrong word but i think that if you offer out the credit you you know you're at least acknowledging the fact that you know your floorings are bad i agree but then it's part of the negotiation like nine times out of ten that credit is like out the window once you're negotiating i agree with her this is very old school thinking it doesn't make any sense unless you're an allowance unless you're doing new construction okay market your product as a move-in ready product if it's a resale home numbers don't like just don't like oh well, the carpets are gross we're gonna give you a carpet allowance just change the carpets right i guess and the allowance was the wrong i don't ever use an allow the word allowance and you get the money uh, yeah. out of it number seven well, unless they don't want to spend the money well that's the problem well you could do like like our brokerage william ravis they have ravis refresh where they'll come in and paint and right do the flooring if you have equity if you have equity right um okay. Number seven, more marketing means more buyers willing to pay my price. When a home isn't selling, sellers may think they need more marketing. However, they often can't really quantify what that means and don't understand what tactics may or may not get tangible results. So do you think more marketing equals more uh, money in the sale? I do think that marketing obviously plays a huge role, but if we're talking about like three, four months out, like clearly you have a price issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Price is driving, driving the market and, and your strategy within that price, right? If it's worth 410, maybe in your market, you're listing at 399 to, 
uh, create a competitive environment where you get up to 420 so right. more buyers see it like it's all it's all about working with an agent that yes can market your home better than anybody else in the marketplace but also one that understands exactly what to do when to do it how to do it in each market well this would be true if your agent wasn't marketing you yet yeah yeah number eight every buyer who sees my home must want to buy it hmm of course not that's crazy talk that is crazy talk so yes i would agree with her that sellers should have that out of their head yeah and they should also sellers please don't get all uptight when you don't get feedback and your agent is spending all their time now chasing this one showing that you need the feedback for and they haven't given you feedback in a month or a week or three days or whatever the case may be it's because they hated your home, all right? right? They didn't like your home. I mean, it is certainly helpful as an agent to get the feedback, but yeah, if they're not giving you feedback, yeah. they don't like your house. And don't be offended by that. If you're emotionally attached to your house, keep it. Wow. That would be is that my... the bomb? Is that the bomb for the day? No, that's my advice. Keep all right. it. Marketeer of the week. This is from Business Insider. The last remaining blockbuster on earth. On which earth. Ha which happens to be in Oregon, will be listed on Airbnb for a limited time in September for just $4 per night. It doesn't even make any sense. You have got to flip through these photos. They have set up a 90s style living room. It's got yes. a 90s TV, yep. a VCR. VCR. You're in the Blockbuster. You're in it. It starts on August 17th, so it, ju it just started. Bookings will be open to the public on August 17th mm -hmm. for these $4 a night stays in September. I, I, would just, I mean, I would just book the whole month. Like if I was the first person to get on Airbnb to do this on the 17th, What's the date today? Wasn't that yesterday? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, wouldn't you? I would just book the whole month. It's $120. I like, I'd leave a kid there. Do they let you leave your kid? Like, all right, kids. I do not understand the, the $4, but here's why they're I the marketeer either. of the week. First of all, these pictures are hilarious. You got to go through. They got the, uh, they even have like the 90 style Doritos bags. I don't know how they got that. It's really, really cool. You're it, loving the bedspread. I love the bedspread. You yep. feel like you are in back in the 90s you're like in your like in, in like a in the basement here's where, where i do think they're getting so much attention there's it's brilliant you know, it's not just business insider they're everywhere so that's why they're marketeer of the week they just got so much free publicity for the last standing blockbuster which means because they sell blockbuster t-shirts online this particular um last standing blockbuster they, they sell mugs and different collector blockbuster yeah. items yep. so one all this free publicity out of these four dollar limited time airbnbs should drive to merch sales right. for them yeah, which merch. is good merch, merch. well buzzword word. right there merch well merch sale she's like some real too, word we're merch. too old for that um merch. here's the other thing too i think that this is a brilliant idea for a real estate investor to say, you know what? What's a nostalgic brand right. that I could invest in and actually turn into a legit Airbnb where it's an Airbnb year round? Right. How cool would that be? Yeah, I mean, as long as there's no like, like trademark infringements, or, I'm sure they have. There probably some. Well, you, you know, there's some, like if a business goes out of uh, what's a what's a business that just went out of um, out of business? So like a JC and Penny. I don't think they have that much uh, fan following, but. Something that recently went out of business that people used to love back in the day. Mm -hmm. If you create, even if you just buy a single family home and create this 
theme around that, like well, a '90s so living room. I think what would be a little bit more fun in those types of situations, though, is is not necessarily sleeping there because I don't really, I don't find it like euphoric to sleep in a blockbuster. But if movie, I movie uh, buffs probably don't pro- probably, but but again, because you can get movies on Netflix and all, maybe not. But I think what is sort of fun is maybe it's more of like a dining experience or right. like a coffee house experience, something where you're experiencing it for. Because again, I don't need to sleep there. It is fun. You know, but I think for people to continue to come back, there needs to be. I think themed Airbnbs is going to be a next wave. Of course. Well, look at Disney World. Mm. I mean, every hotel is themed. Every restaurant is themed. Like, people love it. Kids, you have to get, like. If you've got funky, wild, ridiculous real estate, you should be thinking Airbnb. Airbnb did not take as much of a hit during the rona well, as i thought it was going no, to no well, well there was a restriction but what we found though is that so many people needed 30 days right. they didn't you know they weren't looking for one two three four days anymore they were looking for like months yeah so anyway congratulations blockbuster and bend oregon, oregon. <laughs> we'll have to take a trip out there yeah very cool again I, i'm the four dollars thing is more blowing my mind because i just like i would just rent it for the whole month cost you way more to get out there all right for sure that's, uh, That's this episode for this week. Yep. Keep you it feel real, good guys. About it? I feel great about Good. it. All right. See you. Bye, guys.